Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey Podcast, where we share how functional core rehab can actually change your life. We share the stories of clients and professionals who have done Tummy Team programs, and we share so much more than that. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of the Tummy Team. I'm passionate about helping people find profound healing beyond the physical healing, but also emotional healing to be strong and pain-free for the life they were meant to live. Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey podcast. This is Kelly Dean. I'm excited to have an interview with an online client today, Carolyn, who's originally from Germany, but is currently living in San Francisco. And she has a really great story to share. And I think it's important for us to learn from each other and to recognize that we're not alone and to see how functional core rehab really can change your life and impact your life. And so Carolyn, thank you so much for joining us. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you. Hi. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm 44 and, um, I have three kids, busy mom of uh, three kids, 11, nine and four. And, um, yeah, my, my days are filled with, um, a lot of driving, (laughs) um, and a a lot of, um, just running around, getting things organized and, um, I'm not sitting all that much, which is nice, but, um, I, I don't have like a specific routine, which sometimes makes it hard to schedule time for yourself. Every every week is a little different. Right. And now with the time that we're living in, uh, all of a sudden you have to quarantine with a kid at home and everything that you have planned is out the door. Right. Uh, or right. a kid gets sick or, you know, other things come up that need to be taken care of. So my days are usually a little crazy and unpredictable to a certain extent. Yeah, I think that a lot of people can resonate with that. What were you um did what were you seeking? What was going on with you when you started looking for help? Were you originally diagnosed with a diastasis? Yes. Did you have other symptoms? What was going on? So, um the first time I noticed that something was completely off was after the uh, the birth of my third child. Um she was a planned C-section, she was in breech position. And after the birth, I just noticed the shape of my tummy was just, it felt off. Everything just felt off. And as almost like as if the uh, the skin was pulled off from the rest of my core. It felt very strange. My mm-hmm. other two kids were vaginal births and it was a completely different experience. Also recovery, very different. Okay. Um, but did I you didn't originally just... think, did you originally think it was because no. you had a C-section? Yeah, I've, I was thinking they messed something up, to be honest, but mm-hmm. I didn't have anything to compare it to whether this was normal or not. I was dreaming about getting a tummy tuck at some point <laughs> to mm. get it fixed. Um, yeah. I didn't suspect anything wrong or, or anything off. Um in terms of diastasis, I didn't actually think that this, or I didn't know about it at all. And it yeah. was just lucky um, that I, I had an OBGYN that checked on me later. And she had um, she has four kids herself, and she knows the issues. And she said, it's not usually part of the routine exam, but I like to do this for my patients. You look like you have a diastasis. And then I remember I uh, she checked, and then she said, oh my gosh, I can put my whole hand in there and feel oh, your pulse. Yes. 
So I had that same experience. Bad. And I'm so grateful that your doctor checked because honestly, it should be a part of every postpartum check. I don't, it's yes. a quick, easy check. I don't like, that's one of the passions of mine is to make it a standard of care that all birth professionals are checking prenatal and postpartum moms for diastasis and then giving them some directions. Cause sometimes they'll check, but they don't give you any direction. I had a similar experience where somebody checked me um, and well, multiple people checked me and everybody was like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Which is a little bit validating, right? Because you're like, Oh, there's something wrong. And it's a little bit humiliating because it's like, Oh, I'm a, the worst case scenario, right? Yes, like there's exactly. There's... Oh, what is this now? And but some people may relate to this experience when you're on the subway and people are getting up from their seats because they think you're <laughs> pregnant. That happened to me. And like, oh goodness, how is this ever gonna get fixed? And before I knew that this was the problem, I tried to do the normal stuff, the crunches and stuff, which probably made it worse. Right. Um, we all did so, that. Yeah. Yeah. And then so uh, when you're when your uh-huh. doctor checked you and she she acknowledged and verified that you had this diastasis, did she give you any direction? She just said to go Google it online and check for online videos to fix it. And and I'm like, okay. Oh um, goodness. Maybe I, I should get your doctor's <laughs> your doctor's information and give her some resources. So yeah, that, because she's checking people and then yeah. she would know where to send them, right? Which yeah, uh, I think very, Google very can get scary really vague information so i i went home and i did google it to find out first what exactly it is you know the time when they have a routine exam with you they they don't have all the time to explain everything in detail um and then uh, lucky for me i found actually a rehab um specialist a app rehab specialist here in my area she is oh, yeah. uh, trained on the topper technique and um, I contacted her and then I, I met her and she said I had a diastasis and she got trained in the rehab mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. And then she did she took the measurements and I actually have it here. So it was top three fingers, middle five, bottom four. And then the connective tissue was um, shallow in the middle deep and the bottom also medium deep. So it was pretty mm-hmm. significant. Yeah. Yeah. And And so did you, did you work with her or? Yeah, I started working with her and she started me off on trying to do belly breaths first, the splinting she recommended. And then um, I remember when she started the uh, contraction exercises with me and she said, pull your navel towards um, or your your tummy in towards um, the belly button in, right? Mm -hmm. I could not make a connection at all. I was so surprised that I could just not do it at all. There was no yeah, you almost action. feel like you you um are paralyzed. Like yes. I, you know, it's like, do I have an epidural? Like I am telling, I'm sending the signal yes, from my brain to that there. muscle, and there's no response. There was nothing, and I did not realize how off it was. Mm-hmm. And um, that disconnect is a big thing. Yes. So the splinting helped a lot. And um, what, what do you feel like the splinting did? Because a lot of times people are like, oh, I splint. Did the splint help you feel it more? Did the splint, what did the splint initially do to help you? It's um, first, it's a, like a feeling of safety around mm-hmm. the tummy. Security. It's always yeah. there. And 
it's just starting the connection to make the connection to okay it's it's there because mm-hmm. if you don't have a connection you don't know how to where the tummy actually is what it does right you're just sending you it's like i tell people it's like you're calling a number and there's nobody there to pick up the phone yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly and nobody the there is, to pick i never up. realized it i never yeah. realized it before and like when you pick things up and you have um, small kids and you're always like picking things up and you're always going mm-hmm. up and down and it just helps to remind you it what sure to do. It sure does. That splint can get, especially when you, you talked about how unpredictable your days are, you yes. know, and, and we, I think anybody that's a mom of three kids can go how un, unexpected, like, oh, I thought I was doing this today, but now I'm doing this. And oh, here yes. we are. We're cleaning up stuff off the floor. Oh, nope. We're unloading groceries. Oh, nope. We're, 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 you know, running and picking up a kid that's throwing up from school, exactly. you know? It's just yeah. one thing after another. It's it, it is unpredictable. What when did you when did you hear about the tummy team? How did the tummy team become part of your yeah. story? So she um the the person that I worked with, she recommended Fit to Be um as okay. um as a resource for ongoing fitness and for for tummy safe exercises. Um, yep, and and that. so I started up there and then that's, that led me to the Tommy team. And, and at this point you'd already done some rehab, but yes. were you, what were you looking for when, when you felt drawn to, to look for more help? Um, yeah. what was there some, still some missing components that you were feeling? Um, no, but I wanted like an ongoing uh, thing um, because I was I, I was very unsure what is actually okay to do because I also have a herniated disc that got mm-hmm. diagnosed after my um, my first pregnancy and I and I never connected all these things that I'd never realized that the weak core also is a reason why this why this happened and now that I remember back I, I remember always um, and and the rehab person pointed this out I'm always I have always been slouching leaning mm-hmm. on stuff and I think as long right. as I remember I have done that even as a teenager I did that um, yeah yeah so I, I think, think that that functional core, core weakness yes. kind of starts to to permeate through all of our movement patterns and it becomes such a habit that we yes. don't even realize and then when our body actually needs the strength you know we can kind of get by until we're having to carry a kid around Yes. You know, and then another kid and another kid and then our back it hurts. It's just and then, too much. Yeah. Yeah. And and so then you get to a point where, oh, that that's not good enough. Um, I need I need to look at all of those pieces. Um, so did you do core foundations? Is that what you ended up doing? That's what I ended up doing uh with the Tommy team. Um mm-hmm. I I started with the core foundations and then I'm just finishing up the core integrations. Okay. And um, the other thing I wanted to share re- regarding the uh, the rehab of the traditional rehab, like for the herniated disc, I got f- physical therapy, but they look multiple times, but they always just look at, at it as a very isolated problem. Yeah. Yes. Um, and as soon as I'm doing exercises for the herniated disc, it it it's not it, everything is kind of tightening up. Mm-hmm. And I also noticed yeah. that um, with um, with the rehab exercises for for the diastasis, because my 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 back was kind of like 
also getting tired of the mid back and and the compensation muscles. Right. We started working again, and everything just um, hurts the wrong way. And and yeah. until and I it's did kinda, an online session yeah. with you, I kind of see that a lot, and I I feel like I feel like the problem actually stems at an insurance level because. In a, in a clinical setting, when somebody is referred to us with a specific diagnosis, the insurance will pay for us to treat that okay. condition, right? But if that condition also, like for me, everything comes down to functional, not everything, a lot of things come down to functional core weakness. That's why they have the low back pain, the upper back pain, the hip pain, yes. the sciatica, the, the pelvic floor problems, the fit problems. The yes. hip problems, you know, the shoulder problems, it's the neck problems. It's all connected to this one thing. And from there, I can treat all of those other, those are other symptoms of a, a of this condition. But when you are given like maybe like sciatica or low back disc herniation, um, then it 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 kind of puts us in a box. And yes. and I don't treat like that, you know, and that's the beauty of how I have set up my business and, you know, and one of the things that I'm not limited by the limitations of insurance companies, when somebody comes to us, I look at the whole body and how it's all connected. And ironically, that's how your body works, right? Your body, when there's a weak part, another part tries to help you out. And that helpfulness sometimes becomes a compensation pattern that actually derails your movement. So we have to kind of balance it out. So you were, you were doing core foundations and then you chose, you felt like you could start seeing how everything was connected and you were trying to figure out how to like address certain compensation patterns. And then we did a new session. So yeah, Yeah. it's, I I was looking for something that could take care of both of the problems, the diastasis and the herniated disc. I wanted yeah. to a more holistic, holistic approach, approach to it. And they're totally connected. You know, you, you got to the point where you could start connect. You, you learned enough. I mean, a lot of our course is educating you, right? Like you yes. have probably have so much more knowledge about your body um, yeah. and about how it works and your course specifically. And so from there, you, you really can tell, oh, this would make sense that core stability that closes my diastasis would also be the core stability that helps my low back pain. Uh, exactly. And I learned how to stretch correctly. Um, thanks yeah. to the online session that really made a huge difference for me, the specific stretches on the hips and stuff that, that really help with the pain. Um, and yeah. is it something now, like, I think, I think that, um, I think that sometimes there, there's this there's this great thing about learning about stretching, and then there's this other kind of um, direction that people can go. Like one thing that it could be is like the stretches are are really. I mean, I'm not going to even sugarcoat it. They are life changing. You yes. know, once people know how stretching and releasing certain tensions in your body, and then how to to balance out your body and get strength beyond that is so so powerful. Um, but it's easy for people to think, oh, I just need to stretch. And then they pick haphazardly stretches yes. that are not actually the ones or the way that their body is compensating. And then it can kind of lead to more unst- instability. Yeah. Because I always say that a tight muscle is doing its job. It, it thinks that it's, it's tightened up to create stability where stability is 
missing. So if you release that stability, then you have to understand what was missing and replace exactly. it with strength in a different area. So there's there's a, a pattern to, if we release this, then we need to replace this. And we need to be consistent with that until your body re- remembers or relearns how to use your body in that in that more optimal way. And I think that more than yes. giving you stretches, I yes. think that was what was the turning point. Yes, it was the specific um, stretches that my body needed. And I can give an example to what you said. Um, I, I was thinking, okay, stretching is what I need. I go to yoga. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not really sure what you're doing and you have all these issues going on, um, it's really doing more harm than good. <laughs> It can, unfortunately. I think yoga can be great. But I think initially, if you don't have a good awareness of your body, then what happens is we think, I mean, I feel like anybody, any untrained person can go, oh, your hamstrings are tight. You know, like anybody can say, oh, you know, that muscle in your back is tight. Let's stretch it out. Or that muscle in your neck is tight. Let's stretch it out. I always say, okay. Yes, anybody can see a tight muscle and say, oh, I know a stretch for that. The bigger question is, why is that muscle so tight? Yes. Like, that's the question we need to be asking. Before we go, oh, let's just release that. It's kind of like if I if I saw, like, this precarious building, you know, balanced on this one stick, and I'm like, well, that stick doesn't belong there. Let's pull it out while the building might fall down. Like that stick may have been there for a reason. So before we pull that stick out, or sometimes I like think about a Jenga game, you know, that game where you like push the little pegs out. And if you try to push a peg that is stuck in there, the whole thing's going to fall down, right? Yes. But instead, yes, exactly. we look for the stability points and we we tap the things and and, and go you know, really try to plan and understand what's happening in your body. And I think that that's right. the difference. And yeah. also what made a huge difference for me was um, just the alignment, just correcting my postures because I, I was noticing now that I took the courses, how I stand like always on one leg, mm-hmm. like leaning yeah. towards one side. Like when I'm chopping things up in the kitchen, like I'm always pushing my weight on one leg. I don't know why I do that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember, okay, you have to stand with two legs and straight as, and yeah. not look down. I adjusted my, my seating. I have those lumbar support cushions in the car mm-hmm. yeah. and on my chair and I adjusted my computer. Yeah. And, you know, and you know, at first you think, oh gosh, you know, do I have to do all these things? But if it's not because you're broken that you need to do this. It's an awareness of this is the only body I have for my whole life. And I have two legs and two arms for a reason that I should use both of them. Right. And, and that balances out my body. And once you become aware of it at first, it can be a little frustrating because you're like, Oh, why do I keep doing this? But that awareness is so helpful for you to make a difference. If you're not aware, you just keep doing the same thing over and over and wondering why one side of your body is tighter than the other, or one side of your body is weaker than the other, or one side of your body always gets injured first, you know, and getting that awareness and then doing, and one of the things that we teach a lot is once you get aware that, oh, I'm slumping or, oh, I just collapsed or, oh, I'm resting on that hip. I will say, you know, once we've done some initial connection work, I'll say, can you stretch and elongate and kind of lengthen all those muscles 
get out of that kind of where your compensation muscles are pulling you into that old habit, stretch, release, and then exhale, engage, and elongate. And now you've kind of reset. And now from here, we've corrected it. And now we can continue forward. And it's just once you get that awareness and you have the tools to like correct and continue forward, then, I mean, you might at first have to like correct. I know for myself, I had to correct my tail tucking, like gosh, 20, 30 times a day when I first became aware of it. Yes. Now, you know, I maybe correct it twice a day, you know? Yes, and, 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 so, and it takes it takes a little bit of strength because I get tired, especially yeah. when I started being upright is a lot yes. of work. You know, after yeah, those when posture, I, I it's just started as the muscles. posture. Yeah, like after five minutes, like, I'm like, oh <laughs> every other muscle. It's like every yes. other muscle, it needs to build endurance and strength. And if if you haven't been sitting up well for a long time, then those muscles that allow you to sit up well are not strong enough to do it. And like, as far as lumbar supports and stuff in your car, why would we think that every couch and every car and every chair we own is designed to support our body in the way it's supposed to? Like they aren't, they're designed because they look pretty or because they're cozy when you first sit down, you know, or something like that. And, but they don't always give us all the support we need. So learning that and recognizing how can I set up my environment to support me better? I mean, those are just, I mean, it's, it's amazing how much when you're at the season you are at where you're driving your kids a lot, yes, like mate, your car is yes. important, right? Yes. Yes, and I I remember it did hurt my back a lot, like the rounding when I was when we were driving long distances. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to sit anymore, moving back and forth. Yeah, and it, it really made a big difference for me. Yeah, um, and just then that. And then you get strength in that position because now we put you in a better position, which actually asks your asks your muscles to do a little bit more work. Um, but those muscles actually have the capacity to do that work when they when they've been asked to do it enough. You know that use it or lose it. The more you use yes. your muscles, the stronger they are. And do you, can you see that strength? Can you see that you yes. gain strength? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And and it's so pleasing to kind of feel that it's there at the core, the connection that wasn't there before. And yeah. I have many times a day when I'm thinking, oh, it's it's nice. It, I can feel it. It's it's stronger. It's there. There is a connection there. And when and did you start so hard anymore? Yeah, it doesn't take all your brain cells exactly. to send that message and get that response, I right? Can, it's like, oh, I can keep sure. this up for a while. I can sit yeah. straight for a while and, and it doesn't bother me as much as it used to. It was work. This was a lot of work before it, it felt. Yeah, but it's worth it. Like it was a yes. lot of work. But But when we say it's a lot of work, it's a lot of intentional work. It's a lot of thinking, but it's not like I'm having you go to the gym for an hour a day for you know, every day of the week and you're doing burpees and jumping jacks and, you know, weight training and all this stuff. It's really just modifying things that you do in your everyday life to ask your body to respond differently. And gradually it does. It it does take some persistence. Uh, I want, I want to get better. I want to, because it's different um, going to the gym and doing it for an hour and forget about it the rest of the day. You yeah. have to stick with it for, yeah. I mean, and I'm not perfect or anything, 
Yeah, um, but some of the things that were probably hard for you to do initially are natural for you to do now. It's right? a lot easier for sure. And, yeah. and it's, it feels a lot better. And, and I see body, the progress. Yeah. And my body, my body gives me feedback. Like I used to think, oh, I just want to slump on the couch or I just want to tuck my tail. And I, and sometimes I'll just give into it and I'll just do that. And seriously, within a minute or so, my body's like, I don't like that. Stop yeah. doing it, <laughs> you know? And then I go, oh yeah, that's why I don't do that. Cause that doesn't actually feel good. Um, I might need a break. I might need a rest. I might need some back support um, for a little bit. I might need to stretch. I might even need to sit down or lay down for a moment, but it's not like I, I'm done for the day. I just yes. need like a little pit stop and then I can carry on. Yes. When did you notice um, the back pain and the, the back issues starting to improve? Do you remember? Um, you know, I, I had been given exercises after the diagnosis of the herniated disc. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I always have done those, but it was never something to be sustained um, for, for a long period of time. And, and the tensing of the muscles were, was kind of counterproductive. You know, that you get the you you get the, the usual exercises for core strength, but yeah. you get it doesn't really help you in terms of functional strength. Right. I, it was still weak even after all these exercises. It was still weak. And yeah, and it really it sometimes like that type of training unfortunately helps in the moment, but it doesn't translate into letting exactly. you go on a road trip without back pain, right? Like if you're kind of um, anchored, you know, to those exercises, it's like, if I don't do these exercises, everything's going to go to pot. And, and our, you know, our approach starts out with some exercises and some stretches and stuff, but it's really good, moves into functional integration and, yes, and how you move. Important. And then you start feeling like, oh, this is lasting longer, or I have more more control over this um, yes. strength. And when, you, when you're given the exercises for the back pain, okay, you, you kind of, you see it as the chore that you do once a day, if sometimes not every day. Right. And then after half hour, you kind of like half-heartedly do it because you have already all these other things in your head that you need to do. And then right. you're done. And the rest of the day, you just do what you used to do and it doesn't help. Yeah. So <laughs> that is like, that is, I mean, that is a ex perfect explanation of what a lot of people's rehab experience is yes. and um, and the big difference between our approach and traditional yes. PT. And, and the reason, well, there's a couple reasons that we do it that way. One is my background um, before I did this work was in stroke and brain injury rehab. And it was, it, it would not matter if I did an exercise that did not um, make them functionally better. Like it just wasn't like relevant, you know, yes. if that leg lift didn't help them get up and walk to the bathroom, then what was the point of that leg lift? So, yes. so that's part of it. But then also as I was rehabbing my core, I had a six finger wide diastasis. I had three children. The youngest was yes. 18 months at the time. And I um, recognized that throughout the day, things were hard. And I, I kind of had this revelation. If picking up socks off the floor is a challenge, then maybe it also could be part of my workout. If 
how I stand to cook dinner is hard on my back. Maybe it also could be the place that I strengthen my back. You know, I started looking at if like, if, you know, changing the sheets are, is really hard. How can I do it so that this is ends up being my workout or my rehab? Like, I feel like if things in your life are, are somewhat challenging, they're, ch- you know, it, we, we kind of have this fitness mentality in our, in our culture where it's like, oh, I go to the gym and exercise and, yes. you know, vacuuming shouldn't be a problem, but how many people hurt uh, their back hurts when they're vacuuming or their, their back hurts when they're changing the sheets. So if that creates enough physical demand to hurt me, there's enough physical demand to actually be stronger. And then I started thinking, how many ways can I build this into my life? Because I am the worst PT um, patient ever. Like if I have to do the exercises, it's mind numbing. And even though I want to do it, I want to be better. (laughs) I will not do it. But if you tell me I can do this while I'm driving my kids to karate in the car, and I can do this while I'm picking the Cheerios up off the floor that they just spilled. And I can do this while I'm chopping the vegetables for dinner. I will do it because yes. the alternative was my back hurt in the car. My back hurt when I picked up the Cheerios, my back hurt, you know, or I felt exhausted when I was making dinner. If if we could kill two birds with one stone, so to speak, like I'm going to feel better, get stronger, get my rehab done and learn strategies that don't make this hurt for the rest of my life. Like, gosh, that's a win, win, win. Yes. And you it know. doesn't have to be one or the other. Um, you know, we can right. still have the, the fitness built in and do a, a course here and there. But it doesn't, I, yeah, I, but it feels like yeah. it's one or the other in the other approach, you know, it's yes. like, yes, exactly. And I feel like it's, exactly. it's, it's both and everything. And it's, <laughs> you know? um, I feel like when I'm reminding myself to do these things throughout the day, I don't have this pressure and need in my head as much to, oh, you should be doing that exercise. It's not hovering over me as much. It gives me a little bit of yeah. relaxation. Okay, I, I have done, you know, what I need to do. And yeah. if I have the time and if I can fit it in my day, I, I love to do an, another course on fit to be or yeah. something else. Yeah. that you know works on my my strength and and things like yeah. that but it i don't i moved away from this constant pressure of oh you haven't done your exercise yet and when are you gonna do that and yeah. you know that kind of thing where, where it's always yeah. hovering over you yeah it, i feel like it's a much more um holistic and grace-filled yes. approach like it is i i think about it this way is um you know i you know, I have, let's say, 40 opportunities to stand well throughout the day. And if I hit 10 of them, it's 10 more than I was doing before, you know, and then maybe 20 of them. And then, and then it starts to feel better to do it this way. Then it naturally comes this way. And then maybe, you know, and I don't really worry about like, oh, I didn't get every single one. You know, yes. it's not about being perfect. It's about it's about shifting the direction and giving your body opportunities so that it can use the strength that we're building in real life ways. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Are you um 
So, so you mentioned fit to be a couple times. You mentioned mentioned core integration, which is our kind yes. of functional integration course. Are you doing? Are you implementing some exercise into your routine now, or are you mostly kind of doing functional integration type stuff? Um, I, I like to uh, to uh, um, integrate the um, specific stretches, and and then you had courses on uh, upper body and lower body. Yes. which I really like, you know, on the calendar and those yes. things that are modified planks and, and those mm-hmm. things that are easy to do. Yes, the like the fit, your, your fitness, the fitness minute, kind of the like. fitness minutes, yes. Yeah, it's just a few yes. things here and there that you can kind of sprinkle into your day. Exactly, and the stretches I sprinkle in, uh, I do some under the shower and, and some when I'm sitting at dinner and and those things. Um, and then I like to, when I have time, I like to do a, a course. Um, you have a course, um, what's it called? It's a total body fitness, no oh, weight, yes. uh-huh. um, with the arm circles that gets yeah. me real tired. I love that one. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's in some of my courses, but it's also yes. fit to me. I filmed it for exactly. fit to me, the total body, um, core workout, which is, yeah. Um, great. Like I 28 minutes or something yes. like that, but you don't need any yes. equipment and it's exactly. just, yeah, yeah. It's that's yeah, a, I like that good a lot. workout. Yes. Yeah. Well, I love that. And that's exactly like for your season of life, that's exactly your, like, you have such a great opportunity to not feel bogged down by expectations of working out this many hours or many minutes a day, every day, but recognizing exactly. that big picture of Throughout my day, I'm going to sprinkle in some stretches and some what we call meaningful movement. You know, some of it's going to be fitness minutes. Some of it's going to be posture resets. Some of it's just going to be a moment to breathe and connect and, to you know, feel the ground. You know, yes. there's a lot of those things that are valuable tools and they take less than a minute to do. And once you have the mindset of this isn't a chore, but this is just an opportunity throughout the day. It's kind of like eating, you know, we eat multiple, we fuel ourselves throughout the day. This is the same thing. It's like you are giving yourself like opportunities to kind of, to do whatever you need, whether it's gaining some strength or connection to a new muscle, stretching out something, changing your posture, doing all of those things. And I think that that that's exactly what I want you to be able to get out, you know, of it all. Yes. So another question that I think is valuable and um, is, so you worked in person with somebody for rehab and yes. you did core foundations. So one was in person, one-on-one, yes. one was an online program. Can you talk about what was benef- what was beneficial both ways? Because a lot of times people are like, oh, I can't do this in an online program. I have to see a professional. And some t- people would do better seeing a person or yeah. even just doing the e-session. Can you talk a little bit about those, what you what you kind of gained from both sides of that? Yes. So as I said, it was all a little bit um, luck and random because I didn't know where, where to start. And it was just lucky that I found that, that person. Um, I, you know, it, it was beneficial that she got me started on, on many things and, and explained um, things. Um, and, and measured everything and, and helped, yeah. helped me stay accountable. A person kind of helps you. Okay. She will say, okay, I'll see you in two weeks. You're going to do these exercises right. and then we're going to measure and I'm going to see if you did it or not. So <laughs> she kind of yeah. made sure. 
helps you stick out of progress. So it got yeah. me started. Um, yeah. For the online part, it's 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 nicer to get more information. That you have mm-hmm. more time to to really dive into the information and get more out of it. Because when you work yeah. with a person, their time is limited. You got to get to the point um, right. and get started. And yes, you can ask questions, but you may want to learn more about this detail or that, and you have more opportunity to dive into. Uh, what, yeah. you, what you want to learn with online courses. I think both is, is really valuable. Yeah, I mean, I right so now too. I wouldn't need the person anymore because I know what to do, but to get me started, it was actually It was beneficial. helpful, especially since you were so disconnected yes, and yes. you had a pretty significant DR and it was a little bit like frightening um, of like, am I doing things right? I think the biggest question yes. we get from people is, am I doing things right? I want to make sure I'm doing it right. I, me- I want to make sure I'm me- measured correctly. And, you know, I can coach people through a lot of those things. Cause honestly, most people do not have access to somebody, um, yeah. in person that has these kind of this skill set. Um, but I, I agree. Like I, I even think about the pros and cons with somebody. Sometimes people choose to do a series of e-sessions with me over doing the course because they want that accountability and they want me, they get overwhelmed with all the information. They just want me to, um, kind of bite size piece it for them. And I, I get that there's different personalities, different learning styles. But what I love about the the format of the online is that I can spend extra time explaining to you all about the anatomy of your abdominals, exactly. all about why this is happening. Why are we doing this stretch? Why is this muscle connected here and this is causing this pain? And I believe that that education is empowering to you as a body owner like you know this you own this body I want you to know that I understand that when people maybe in a season of life or get overwhelmed with perfectionism and stuff like that 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 can kind of derail them but I always feel like if you can come back and really understand it I think that understanding is where you're going to have long-term success because it's not just I'm doing these exercises that Kelly told me to do this is why my body does this when I do that. And this is how I fix it. And that's what I want you guys to like, be the best owner of your own body. Yes. And you can come back to information. You can come back to videos because, you know, once you stop working with a person, you were like, Oh, how was this again? And how did we do this? You you almost instantly forget. Uh, I remember (laughs) when she, she showed me the stretches and she, you know, she showed me certain things I should adjust. Um, with the stretches that I was doing and I forgot like a day later it was already gone (laughs) yeah I've had the same experience myself and I'm a PT you know I'm like what 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 made that feel so much better (laughs) you know like yes trying to remember yeah and I even I've even had that experience in a yoga class where somebody comes behind me and just like kind of tips something I was like oh that's what it and then I try to reproduce it and it's a little bit harder that's what I feel like when I am explaining things to people, um, you know, I have a lot of visualizations, a lot of like, you should feel this when you do this. Like I'm, I spend a lot of time helping you kind of feel, get the right feeling. And, and that's hard when people are disconnected and it feels very numb, but it is possible. And, um, and, and, and what I've learned, you know, over the last, you know, years and years of doing this is that 
sometimes people don't feel it right right away but it doesn't mean they're not doing it correctly it means yeah. that they just that they've been picking up a phone yes. that's going nowhere so we need to get that connection both ways get that connection both ways and then voila i can feel it and yeah. i i've <laughs> learned to not try to rush that process to and to encourage people to know keep sending the signal keep sending the signal eventually that muscle's going to pick up the phone yes. and we're, <laughs> you know <laughs> eventually right. we're going to get there yeah 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 Great. Um, so do you have some goals that you're working on, some things that you're working on now or that you can think like, oh, when my kids are at this age, these are things I'm going to want to do? Are there some things that you're looking forward to? Have you th thought about that? Um, no, I'm trying not to do that anymore, to be honest. Um, okay. I'm, I'm trying to, to move away from the check boxes and, and things like that in my life if I possibly can. I, I want to continue. Um, one thing that I want to um, mention is, you know, I'm trying to get away from, you know, the way I was before where like, oh, you got to fix this thing about yourself and then it's going to be okay. And then you're going to go fix this thing. Uh -huh. And instead I'm trying to be more positive. Look how far you've come. It looks so much better. It feels so much better. We're, we're yeah. kind of, as I mentioned at the beginning, I was dreaming about having this tummy tuck after my third kid and get it all fixed mm -hmm. and nice and smooth. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm looking at it now. I'm like, no, it's, it's battle scars. It's supposed to yeah. be there. Why pretend it never happened? You know, we've got to move yeah. away from, from having these things. And, and, and um, I, I want to, just continue to stay strong, um, you know, continue to work on, on my problem areas, make sure it, it, everything is going to move in the right direction. And, um, you know, I, I think the diastasis is not completely healed in the middle. I kind of still okay. feel there's room to grow. There's, I, I, I don't feel it's as strong as the, the, the uh, bottom and the top. The middle is not right. as strong. Well, so and that like was the deepest part. So that, yes. that for me too, even though I had six fingers at the top, at the middle and at the bottom for my wow. measurement, um, the top and the bottom closed way faster than the middle. Yes. The middle, the middle was very is really slow. tough. Yes. Yeah. I, I, it did some initial changes pretty quick and then yeah. we kind of got stagnant. Exactly. There I got stuck. Yeah. I feel like uh, I haven't moved much since um, a few. You know what the difference was for me? Uh -huh. was um, some of it is what I say all the time, consistency and time, like yes. being consistent, not perfect, but just consistent over time that it allowed that, that connective tissue to heal. But really what I think was the thing that really started to ask more of that muscle it, because it wasn't doing more exercises. It wasn't doing more squeezes. It wasn't splinting more. It was returning to some of the things that used other for me, it was swimming, returning mm -hmm. to something that used all of my body and asked my core to be stable for me to use the rest of my body. So okay. as I, it was the multitasking component, which you're yes. doing in that total body workout, you're doing in the fitness minutes, you know, those kinds of things. If you ever, you know, did the band work that we do, yes. um, those things start to naturally ask the core to do more work. Um, and that, that strengthens it at the end, especially when you're using it in the right, with the right technique, right? Mm -hmm. You're asking it to do more work. Um, and, and that's, I think the piece that really, um, thickened everything up for me. Yeah. Um, it's good to know. 
Yeah. Yes. So that part I would like to become stronger, but I think um, I'm pretty happy with the way things have uh, moved and especially how I started and and um, I feel really lucky to have found you guys. <laughs> and, oh, um, I love that. You know, I'm, I'm grateful um, that you found us too. Team. Yeah. Yeah. I'm grateful that you really felt like you got the tools that you needed. And, and honestly, I love your answer about goals. You know, different people have different, you know, like, um, things, but I love your answer because there's a, there's a piece of contentment in there and, and in, and, uh, acknowledgement of you're on a journey, you know, yes. and what you want to do is live a strong, pain-free life and yes. whatever that looks like, you know, and that is, that is enough that is great yes. you know yes that is i i don't want to uh, i mean everybody's different but i have this perfect or used to have this perfectionism like and and you look at yourself like as if you were an object to be fixed and to fit into yeah. a mold or a box and and i don't want to do that anymore i mean that's maybe the the mental component that went with this whole rehab to not just look at one thing like kind of see where everything started and yeah, where we need to go. And I think the other thing that we we kind of weave throughout our whole course is love and acceptance of our body, exactly. you know, and and instead of even like you said, problem areas, but I know what you meant by it, but you meant like you have some areas that are especially weak or that yes, you have to spend, I, spend mm -hmm. time on. Right. But I think that we as women um live in a culture where we just shame and condemn our imperfections and and we get focused hyper focused on oh this isn't as good as oh this is my problem area or this is yes. this that is that you know and we're living yes. just a level of discontent and almost um disgust or or shame or dislike or even hatred i can't tell you how many clients will say i hate my tummy mm -hmm. you know it's very hard to heal something you hate. <laughs> you yes. know, it's I, very I can I can see because um, you know, the I I still work on this, you know, the the little bit of loose skin around the tummy, the, yeah. the, the scratching and like oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, well it's hard when you feel so much stronger on the inside and you still have that extra skin, you're like yes. hey, wish that outside matched the inside perfectly. Yeah, but... that's a wrinkly. <laughs> But, you know, it's the reality of it. it's like, how much does that really matter in how yes. I'm living my life? You know, exactly. I could focus on it and it could consume me um, and I could end up being discontent in a lot of things. Or I could go, yeah, I have that extra skin. I remember how much my belly stretched multiple yeah. times. It's amazing that I don't actually have more extra skin <laughs> than that, you know, because exactly. how did that even happen and come back to this little amount of extra skin? And I can think I also used to not be able to um, do, you know, go to a soccer game if I didn't have the right chair. I, could, I used to not be able to you know, run on the beach with my kids. I used to not be able to want to be seen in a bathing suit. I used to all these things and I don't have those struggles, you know? And so, yes. you know, recognizing and being, recognizing that our body is really amazing and yes. it is more about how it functions and how we feel than how we look. And yes, how we look is, does impact us, 
But I think when we can feel and function in such a way that is empowering, it shifts our perception. You know, we're not so hyper-focused on, you know, aesthetic um, imperfections. Those don't seem to matter as much. Exactly. And it seems to matter to ourselves more than to other people. Nobody else does it. Nobody else notices it. I always tell people, if you're worried about how you look in a, at the pool, everybody else is worrying about how they look. They're not even exactly. looking at you. <laughs> they don't have time to look at you because they're yes. obsessed with how they look and self-conscious about, you know, yeah. I went I went to a swim meet uh, a couple weeks ago and um, it's all with older people. It's a master's. So everybody 18 and up. So there's people in their fifties and sixties. There's a, a man that's a hundred years old. That's still competing. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. And one of the women who's in her sixties and she's a breast cancer survivor. She's really just very inspiring, but she gets nervous just like everybody else. And she said to our little group of people, she goes, I just want to remind you that really nobody here cares how you swim. <laughs> you know? like, what does it mean? It was just like, Nobody, they're caring about themselves. They don't even care how you swim. So this, yes. like, don't worry about it. And it, it's so true. It's kind of humbling and a little embarrassing how much we think people care. Yeah, <laughs> they it's don't. It's really just us. Exactly. And if we can shift how we care, wow, that would impact everything, you know? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So you're doing a good job. Thank you. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up. Is there anything else you want to share with, with people that we didn't get to talk about? Um, no, no, I don't think. Okay. I think so. I, yeah. I think that that was really great. So thank, thank you, you so much for sharing your story and telling us about, you know, just your journey. It's been really great to hear. Thank you for having me. Thank you. All right. All right, everybody. Thank right. you so much for joining us for this episode. And, um, you know, we're going to put a couple podcast notes um, so you can learn a little bit more about the courses that Carolyn shared, Core Foundations, Core Integrations, which we now call Functional Core, um, and just kind of what we do here at the Tummy Team so that you can be strong for the life you were meant to live. So check out what we do. We would love to help you, and we'll see you at our next, or well, you'll hear us on our next episode. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey podcast. To hear more inspiring stories, subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. And of course, to get more information, check out all that we do at thetummyteam.com. We would love to help you be strong for the life you were meant to live.